Welcome, everybody, to the Discover It podcast. We are going to be talking about what has it affected your past life. Debbie, you want to go ahead and start the presentation? Certainly, Paul. Um, I was thinking about how uh, how learning about my it or my internal thoughts has impacted my life, and I think to give a good um, idea, I'd have to go back and let you know a little bit about my childhood. I grew up believing that I could do anything that I put my mind to. You know, I was constantly told by my parents that I was intelligent. And in high school, I never really had to study. Things came very easily to me, especially numbers and that kind of thing. Um, And so I grew up thinking that I would be very successful. Um, But that really wasn't the case. It seems like uh, just before success was in my hand, whether it be in a business or a job, just before it was like I could see the finish line, I would lose interest and ultimately everything would fail. And so I, I really wanted to dissect with Paul, you know, what the magic formula is. You know, what is it? See, I started thinking that I had something wrong with my brain because um, – you know, everything I thought I was doing just wasn't working. And I wanted to know what was holding me back. Is there a magic formula? Well, what I found out from Paul was that really it was my internal thoughts or my it. And that my internal thoughts were, they were like an enemy that was sitting on my shoulder and speaking in, in my ear and um, and he would convince me, you know, of he would tell me that I was all kinds of things. So it was it was really uh, a juxtaposition because on the one hand, you know, I would hear you can do anything, anything you put your mind to, and on the other hand, I would hear, what makes you think you can do that? You know, and so the results and, and, and uh, you know, Paul always says action never lies, but the results were that um, I had a lot of failure in life and, um, and I didn't want to look at it that way, I don't, you know, but I did start reaching a point where I started questioning myself constantly at, in terms of, well, maybe I'm not as great as I think I am. Maybe I am a failure. Maybe I don't have what it takes. Maybe, you know, and it just went on and on and on. So um, so I really wanted to dig into, um, you know, my internal thoughts, my it, and what it was and what it was that was stopping me. And frankly, what I learned um, once I started talking with Paul was that <laughs> I really wasn't listening you know, I wasn't listening to anything. My internal thoughts had become such a part of my life that I thought it was me inside there talking. I never even thought of it as something separate from me. 
And, um, and so once I really identified, um, and, and it took Paul uh, a while to get me to see that uh, my internal thoughts are actually like a separate entity, a separate being, you know. And, and the great thing about seeing it that way uh, was that I could kind of step aside and look at it um, without any, any emotion. It took all the emotion out of it. And I could understand that here was something, my internal thoughts, here was something that was trying to destroy me. Here was something that was trying to take me down, you know, and and have me be a failure. You know, I'm in there blaming myself. I'm in there blaming, you know, looking at why am I failing? What am I doing wrong? When actually my internal thoughts were just speaking to me and I wasn't listening. The, the great thing about seeing um, my internal thoughts or my it as a separate identity was being able to um, look at it. And because I could look at it separately without the emotion, I could actually hear what was going on, you know. So um, Paul always says, you know, you want to identify, you want to confront, and then you want to become proactive, so let's look at that. First, we, I, I identified, you know, that there was this other entity that, you know, that my identity was being, that this entity, I'm getting the words mixed up, that this entity was a separate being. I was able to confront it, and so I was able to look and listen to how it was affecting me and then become proactive, um, and, and that's where the power of choice came in, and, and I could choose to listen to it or I could choose to not listen to it. So um, let me give you an example. Um, recently, I was asked to take on a very, very large project, and as an entrepreneur, of course, that excited me. I started thinking of, you know, all the different pieces and, where, and all the different planning and, and what needs to happen to make it successful. And on the other hand, my it jumped in and said, are you out of your mind? What makes you think you can do that? You don't have the skills. You don't have the knowledge. You don't even know where you're taking all that. And so... Um, you know, I could look at that and and realize that that's just my my it, my internal thoughts talking. That that isn't actually the truth. That isn't what's actually happening. And so it made taking on this project a little easier. Well, not just a little easier, made it a lot easier to understand. Um, and when I hear when I hear my internal thoughts speaking to me and 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 saying oh my gosh, you don't have or you can't or you won't or any of that kind of thing, um, that's where I can use the power of choice and I can choose to listen and accept what my it is saying or I can choose to be who I am. And that is, you know, being a very powerful woman who, who can take on any kind of project that she's asked um, and look forward to it. And uh, so that's how it's, it's impacted me. I'm still kind of um, learning to use that muscle um, and be able to, I'm sure it's a long road and, and I'm able to 
continually make those distinctions, you know, be able to choose listen, don't listen, listen, don't listen, you know. Um, sometimes I don't hear it, and um, and that's unfortunate, you know, and and I can... I can feel how I'm, my personality shifts and how I'm being um, not irrational. That's not the word I'm searching for, but uh, irritable. Irritable is probably a better word. When I'm being irritable, that probably means that I'm listening to my internal thoughts instead of using the power of choice and, um, and choosing to go on. So... Like I said, it's it's still a muscle I'm grappling with, but I think I'm pretty well getting the hang of it, and um, and I look forward to becoming very successful in many many endeavors. Well, Debbie, what made you decide after all these years to allow yourself to discover it and the effects that it was affecting you in your whole life? Well. I knew I knew that something was affecting me. I knew that um, I knew that I was being stopped, or you know, like in my head, I was on the road to be the, being very successful, but my results never showed that. My results, my actions, um, it, it, it's like I would would. Uh, um, go very strong about things, and then I would just fizzle out. So I had tried so many different things, um, gone, you know, read books, gone to seminars, done workshops. I, I can't even tell you how many things I, I did. And I was really at a point where I almost thought, this is, thank you, my, thank you to my it, I almost thought I was a lost cause, you know. I almost thought that there was no hope for me. I'm getting a little emotional talking about it. But um, so it was kind of the, the, the point of last resort, you know. Um, Paul, you had been talking about it for a while, and I didn't really understand in the beginning, nor was I willing to listen but now, as a point of last resort, I'm thinking to myself, what could it hurt to listen and to be open and to take on and do what needs to be done because nothing else has worked, so why not go this direction? So once, once you use your power of choice to make a decision to participate What's some of the results you started seeing in your life that you never saw before? Um, well, uh, I had been in a financial struggle for a very long time, and it's like the minute I gave up listening to my it um, and said, okay, this is what we're doing, and no matter how things seemed, I decided not to listen and to just continue on um, and make a different choice. And and what that did was my financial struggle went away. Actually, I'm not even sure that the struggle, uh, 
that I don't think my finances changed all that much, but the way I perceived it went away. I think before I was somewhat of a victim to it. So I just didn't want to be a victim anymore. And I know that, you know, anything I do now is going to be successful because I'm not going to listen to all those little voices in my head. And so in that respect, financially it started getting better. And and just because of the um, – because – I knew where I was going and I knew I wasn't going to be a victim anymore. Just making that choice, my life became a lot calmer. I became a lot happier. And I I didn't feel overwhelmed like I did before. You know, it's what I realize now is, and it sounds so silly, but um, you just, you know, there's, a step, take another step, take another step, take another step. And um, before it just was like, oh, my gosh, I've got a, you know, a 1,000-mile race in front of me. And now it's just like, okay, I just have to take another step. And, you know, so I find that ever since I started understanding my it and how it how it's designed to destroy me, and that – um, that I don't have to listen to it, you know. Um, I don't have to doubt myself anymore. Now, that doesn't mean I don't occasionally doubt myself again, you know, but but then I realize, oh, that's just my it talking. Don't want to listen to that. Go a different way. Don't listen. Choose not to listen. With all the thousands of participants listening to us on the podcast tonight, what would you, how would you encourage others to share the same scenario with them that you did? Well, first of all, um, just the thought of speaking to a thousand people before would have scared the heck out of me. And I would have been completely overwhelmed. Although I'm a talker, I don't mind talking, but the thought of being heard by a thousand people um, would have scared the heck out of me. And now, um, now I don't have that. You know, I, I would encourage anybody to look at this and everybody to look at this, you know, and, and not just look, look with a real open mind. So the the clearest mind that you can because it's I don't want to say magical but it's just it's completely can't even think of the word um, life changing that's the word it's life changing because once you're able to identify this this entity that's trying to destroy you um, it just changes everything and so if you have an opportunity to look and be open-minded about it, it can change your life completely. Well, Debbie, we really appreciate your presentation tonight. Uh, Jody, uh, would you like to summarize what uh, you heard from uh, Debbie tonight? Sure, Paul. 
Yeah, thanks, Debbie, for sharing all that. And, you know, the I really liked what you said with, you know, kind of talking about I can relate to, like, the limiting beliefs and things like that. And one thing you said that was really, I guess, connected with me was when you said, you know, you kind of always thought that you could do anything you put your mind to. And um, I talked about it a little bit in my testimony. Um, and you can read that on the lifecoachuniversity.com. Uh, there's a bunch of testimonies on there. And uh, I talked about that. I thought I was doing pretty good in life. You know, I had a lot of successes, a lot of achievements. Um, but I always felt like, you know, there was more possibility. And I think with that curiosity and uh, Debbie mentioned choice, things like that, I realized, am I just going to be like my past program conditioning, how I was raised, how I was brought up, or was I going to choose to make, you know, my life the way I wanted it to be, um, or just be a victim of my past. And I think, you know, through this discover it method, you know, we learn a lot of the things she mentioned, identify, confront, and be proactive. And I think uh, one question for you, Debbie, what, what do you think the biggest thing you have identified um, throughout this process that you haven't even thought of before, um, kind of like a, one, your biggest aha moment that you've had? I think it has to do with my self-image and that, um, that I deserve all the good things of life. And I don't think that I have been going after them because I've either been afraid or I have um, doubted myself. And so I think that's probably the biggest thing was I deserve whatever I want. I deserve to have the, the, the good things in life. I deserve whatever I choose. I deserve those successes. You know, those those businesses I wanted to start, um, I deserve to be successful. And that has made a big difference, huge. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah, definitely, I, I can relate to that. You know, definitely, we talk about how we like to, how we were created to be a miracle and that we have so much we are capable of doing and we just get held back by those limiting beliefs. So thank you, Debbie. That's all I got, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. Um, Debbie, we really appreciate all of your uh, presentation tonight and also Jody for, uh, you know, summarizing also about the effects of how it can affect your life, you know, and, uh, any, any other questions before we go ahead and uh, get off the conference call tonight? All right, gang. We'll be here next Thursday night at 515-604-9530. Access code 655145. Thank you each and everyone that's been participating tonight, and we will see you next Thursday. Thank you.